What is up, guys? Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. Why are you laughing at me, Cody? <laughs> I was waiting for, yeah, boo. <laughs> I thought that's how you had started off today. Well. <laughs> that's all you've been saying the last two days. Well, it's because Shag from last week when we were in Ohio, he says, yeah, bub, a lot. And I have brought back the remembrance of Shag to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, bub. Yesterday, he, I think you probably that's, said I'm it. I'm the only one that experienced it. Yeah. So to everybody else, it's just he saying something new. <laughs> yeah, but I need people to understand. I'm the only one that knows what he understands it. I want to know people to know how awesome it is to get to hang out with Shag in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, but Because it don't matter what we're talking about, especially when it comes to deer. If he's got a big one up on the ridge, he's like, he's in there, buddy. I'm talking about, mm, mm, yeah, bub. <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah, that we'll, is we'll say you got some feed out up there. Oh, <laughs> well, based yeah, on last bub. week's podcast, the answer to that is absolutely. Hey, yes. bub, he's got a lot of feed. <laughs> he, he said, "Hey, bub," and didn't even realize it. <laughs> he said, "Hey, bub, he's got a lot of feed out there." Yeah, so we were in meetings yesterday with Swagger and Big and Jay, and it was all day long. Um, I was saying, "Yeah, bub," and they're like, "Holy cow, dude, you're wearing me out." I'm like, "Yeah, bub." <laughs> <laughs> then I just started doing it to be silly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, B and I just got back from Ohio from a, it's it's kind of a weird deal B because like in some instances you would come back from the trip we just got off of and be like really down or disappointed and I don't feel that way. Yeah, I don't either. I, uh, I mean, we hunted our tails off. We hunted a lot. Didn't see hard. a ton. We didn't see, yeah, the activity was pretty nil. But. <laughs> but. The game cam don't lie. Yeah, like you, you know, you we were getting in the areas we were hunting. We were getting pictures of these just big, big deer. It's just they weren't walking in the daytime. It was yeah. all night, so you knew you were around them. You yeah. knew they were there. I mean, it wasn't like just nothing. You're yeah. not seeing anything, and the game cameras aren't telling you anything. I mean, they were there because we'd get pictures of them. 30 minutes before we got in or hour after we got out or you know they were there i mean it was just a matter of any day they were just fixing to start walking in the daytime and right we didn't we run out of time it was it, to me it was a little bit like hunting parts of arkansas just because a lot of mountain ground we were in mm-hmm. the terrain was a lot like it is just north of where we live here mountainous a lot of ridges hills, ridges saddles he said you worked your butt off b I did. B worked his tail off that whole week. I did. We're not going to go into the <laughs> the. Uh, we can. If this you is want what to. I. This is what I heard. I heard when they do a t- the quiet cat testimonial. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I heard that that Heath was leaving you in your tracks on his quiet cat bike. <laughs> He did in places. <laughs> That's how good a friend B is. He did in places, and then I pushed his out when it crashed on him. <laughs> I will say, so that was our first. We've been using electric bikes, what, three years now? Mm-hmm. And honestly, for the most part, they've been phenomenal. Yes. Um, and, and, and they did and, a pretty good job for about two days. Hey, up two days, they were phenomenal yes. for me. And, and when the wheels fell off, but we, buddy, they fell off. We ran them so hard. I mean, it was rough terrain where we were for for an electric bike, and we uh, we one day we got down, so we had to go down through a big holler up mm-hmm. onto another ridge, and so riding down, I mean, you had to break the whole way or you're gonna die. That's how steep it was and fast, <laughs> especially when you weigh as much as I do on that oh, yeah. bike. I mean, I could pick up. The law of inertia was in effect. I was moving, and. Uh, 
and so but coming out they were awesome because it helped for the most part i could ride out the majority of what we were it was steep but it made it we had to walk them a few times but that one day were you pedaling at all and so we yeah. got so a little backstory we got two different kinds of bikes we've yeah. got a bike that is like a what like a, it's geared up like a 10 speed or a 15 speed or whatever it's yeah. got a chain bigger tires you know, sprockets it's got big tires um and then we've got one that's more just an electric type bike it doesn't it's a belt driven bike it's got three gears on it i think and and it's pretty much an electric bike i mean it's not you can ride it like a regular bike but it's a lot of work to ride it like a regular bike you need an electric assist so heath was on the bigger tired traditional type bike that's because you're in better shape than me so <laughs> and i was running the smaller bike not anymore <laughs> because the bigger bike would pull the hills and the smaller bike wouldn't pull the hills so you had to kind of assist the smaller bike up the hills uh with your feet on the ground walking beside it <laughs> yeah and so we put it base, put them both basically through what we could almost call a torture test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we put them through some rugged terrain. Rocks, and mud. Matter of fact, this is not on a bike. What kind of is. I was flying down that hill. I was telling you about one day going down in that holler. Forgot I had my bow on my backpack, on the back of my Sitka pack. And I'm cruising, man. Just like you'd have thought you'd been proud of me. I was rolling in the dark with my light on. It didn't look like he got a picture in his I head. I mean, I felt <laughs> so I true. mean, I know what he's picturing in his head because I, mean, I felt like that, but it doesn't look like that. No, I, I didn't. I looked like a wooly, big woolly booger coming down the, down the mountain fast. He's not all tucked up. Well, yeah, I was, but I, I did tuck. freaking legs are like this. So, so picture, picture this, Cody. That right there is so, hilarious. Picture this. So I'm flying down this hill. B's in front of me. He's already gone, so he he missed this moment but there's a big limb i mean probably i don't know three or four inches hanging over the trail we're coming down through and so i'm feeling athletic you know on my bike and i come wheeling around a curve and i duck thinking i'm gonna clip right under it forgot my bow is on the back and dude i'm lucky it didn't yank me all the way off it that might, bike. it might have been a good idea you didn't get you didn't get to shoot it at something i know i ducked and that hit that tree limb oh my gosh pretty thick with my bow and i about crashed and burned <laughs> But I survived. And I don't know if my bow was still on. That's what I'm saying. You might have shot four foot over the deer. Speaking of crashing and burning, I crashed like six times. He did. Like fall off Actually, the bike crash? Four, four realistically. Not, did you crash six times? That bike, though, is four not. Four for sure. Like two that I like caught myself pretty good with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd come around the corner. He'd be laid over. And like, like Two of them, I like, it was like coming over and I did one of those little step off and walk off moves and the bike just <laughs> Man, that would have been entertaining to see oh, all it was. that. It was almost like you were getting ready for an event coming in. I would in be in it. front of Heath and he'd come around the corner and I'd be picking up and he'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Freaking crash again, man. See, if I would have crashed like he did, I'd have broke something or injured something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been He just popped up like he's 18. Interesting story. <laughs> so anyway, we got down coming out i hit my bike coming out of that holler hit hit it on something i don't know but it completely broke the what is that sprocket or i'm gonna call it an idler sprocket it's it, it it's that little sprocket that's below your back sprocket on your tire you know on a, uh-huh. like a 10 speed or something like when you change gears, gears. It, it moves forward I broke it in half <laughs> broke like, that sucker completely off like it's wow. hanging off of a now, it wasn't the bike's fault. We were hard on them. Yeah. But, and they were incredible up until that moment. But it broke at the worst time you could break one because we're, we're in the bottom. The bottom <laughs> of the bottom. 
So then you had to push it up. And, and all it's the a, way, it's all uphill. There ain't no downhill. E, no no way. And I was like, so listen to this. I was like, Who was the camera guy, that, camera guy that Well, day. there wasn't no filming in this scenario. Well, I know, but Brandon was. he had all the weight coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 50 pound pack. <laughs> and all our gear on, and it's cooking when you get to all that, oh, yeah. that gear on, walking, just walking alone, let alone pushing out yeah. of the bottom of a holler. And so I tried to push my bike out, and B was like, give me that bike. <laughs> like, he knew better than even let me try. That's how good a friend he is. a boy. And so I did. I, not that that bike would have made it, but I walked mine out with him, even though I had a little assist. That's what you call functional training right there, Brandon. I did. Absolutely. I asked him about it. Interval. It was interval, interval training. training. Yeah. We'd go 100 <laughs> yards, stop, breathe, and go. Functional fitness at But I did. Best. By the end of the week, I was better. Wasn't he it? was a lot better by the end of the week. He was. <laughs> I'll give him that. Now, that first day going, walking up them hollers. <laughs> we walked up this one hill several days there. And like at the first of the week, it was like a three stop hill for Heath. And the last, he, dude, he, didn't, hill. he didn't stop it not one time at the end of the week. He made through, it all baby. the way up. There you go. I've never been a cardio guy, but I've always done decent in the hills. Yeah. Hiking and walking. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not bragging by any means. Whatever. But if I'm He gonna, called last week and said, man, you got it all wrong. I'm in shape now. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't, I ain't bragging. I, <laughs> I joke a lot, though. I joke a lot. But I did. I, like, I need to keep going now, I told B, because yeah. I at least feel like I got a good start. Yeah. Fit That's the hardest really part got me going. is getting started. Once you get started yeah. and keep doing it. Well, there wasn't no not getting going in that scenario. You just either die down there <laughs> die. or come out. So I, we pushed his bike out of the hole. And then the next, was it the next day? Yeah, the last day. Oh, yeah, you did Shag hauled here. you in halfway on a four-wheeler. Yep. And then I took the little bike in, <laughs> parked it, and now it was raining it all was day. Nasty. It rained Slick. cold all day. Yeah. We get out that night. They take off on the four-wheeler. I got my bike. I take off. It goes about 50 yards and it shuts off. I'm like, what the? But I, and I've been hitting the power switch with my knee every now and then, so I thought, well, I'll just hit the power switch. Turn it off and on. Got it. Came back on. Took off 20 yards. Just died again. I'm like, what the crap? Well, it was on kind of a little downhill slope there, so I just started idling. Well, then it flickered and came back on. And it did that about three or four more times, flicker and come on for just a minute, and then it go, and then finally it just shut off. So it's something electrical in it. Like yeah. I don't know if I'm sitting out in all that rain, something leaked into something somewhere. And yeah. Anyway, it's dead. And by the time I got to the big hills, it's dead in the water. Like I mean, dead, dead. He was real chirpy when he got in from that last and trip. This <laughs> bike doesn't push near as easy as the other bike, and it was raining and muddy, slick. And I basically crawled on my knees up, <laughs> pushing this freaking bike out of this hole. <laughs> okay, so let's backtrack now. So let's true product review. We've been using them for three years because we have a lot of people ask. Even stopping at gas oh, stations, yeah. hunters will come up and be like, "What you do you like really? What do you yeah. really think about those? They're bikes? a game changer. Yeah." They're a game changer. They're they're awesome. But boy, when they when it goes south, it goes south. <laughs> but we yeah, because you're usually going to go yeah. a lot further with them too, yeah. you know. So we put them through a lot of you know well, true for the, testing for them to be three years old and yeah and well, and they were using when we got them too. So the one thing I would recommend, I think, if you're if you're going to be in some terrain like what we were in, is make sure and get a chain driven bike. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. So the bike Brandon had was a what is it rubber belt? Yeah, it's like a belt, belt with a belt teeth driven. on it. And, and it. so when you're trying to climb heavy hills and it's raining, 
They that spin. belt will slip. Yeah. No, it'll slip. Yeah. It don't spin. It just slips over the over the sprocket. where the chain won't. It lo- and that's basically a lot of the difference. Part of the difference mm-hmm. in those two bikes and the terrain we're in. Yeah. Flat ground if you're hunting, you know, Midwest. And it's, yeah. They're awesome. Oh yeah, they're great in that. Especially if you're bow hunting and yeah. and if you all like we do, we're filming, and so we're having to walk. And by the time yeah. you get to your stand, you're crazy sweaty. And that gets you in there literally quieter, quiet, quicker. Quiet, quicker. Yeah. And you can hide the bikes really easy. Yeah. And so they're uh, they're one of the coolest things to come to the market probably in the last four or five years. Absolutely. I mean, it's, they're both of ours are down now, and it's going to suck. <laughs> We're like, what are we going to do now? <laughs> have to get some parts. <laughs> I'll call up somebody. That's funny. But. So you guys were off in Ohio. I was on a youth hunt with my boys. Oh, that's right. On yes. the first set. Well, you guys were driving, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I went youth hunting with my boys in Batesville. And my one of my boys got his first deer. It's pretty dang Heck awesome. Heck yeah. <laughs> I was awesome. with him. I filmed it. And he shot it. He said, oh. <laughs> that thing jumped probably five foot in the air after he hit it. Now, it which one was this? Jack. Jack did. Now, yeah. how old's Jack? Jack's nine. Nine years old. And so he's killed two now since then. He He's eat up with it. We were down at deer camp this weekend, and he'd, he'd be sitting at the fire, and he's like, I'm going hunting. Who's going with me? <laughs> so he'd walk. He'd go sit for three or four hours and come back and get something to drink. And, I'm going hunting. Who's going with me? You yeah. know, he's eat up with it. So. That is, uh, speaking of kids, my daughter, who's 11, this is, I don't get caught off guard by a lot with my family. I mean, I feel like I know them pretty well. And for 11 years, the only thing my daughter has questioned about our relationship is all these deer on the wall, <laughs> literally. And because she just hadn't understood, don't understand killing deer. And so I've slowly been trying to explain why we hunt and are part of it. I mean, it's obviously enjoyable, but. I was trying to explain a little deeper than that and trying to explain conservation to an 11-year-old can be tricky. Mm-hmm. A female, especially, that loves animals. Right. And, like, wants everything to be its, her pet. So, never saw this one coming, but while we were gone, my daughter got to experience you the weekend, and she is ate up with it now. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. I'm like, what happened while I was gone? Yeah. He's texting me Crazy. a picture. Was it a couple of days ago? He had went after you guys got back. He was in the blind with Riley. Yeah, and yep. she was grinning ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, I've hunted every day of November, with the exception of us driving home from Ohio. And Heath ain't been hunting a lot. Yeah, Heath's been. I'm the guide. Go figure that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm the guide. But this revelation in his family has put the pressure on me now. Too, now your daughter's Oh, to yeah. Reese is, is she? she is on it now. She is ready to kill a deer. That That's is awesome. Funny. Well, it's it's crazy because I, I never dreamed that way. Yeah. I, mean, I literally I like, was not. I was thinking Gavin's fixing to be on his own. He is now. He's going to get to hunt more because I've been taking Gavin, you know, for a while. And no. <laughs> which i but dude i love it so the other day we were out at the sg43 gavin's bow hunting with a buddy on one of our um food plots over it and and got a shot at one of our target bucks out there that's awesome hit a limb the arrow flew off in the woods he was sick but riley and i were on the other side of the farm and and i asked gavin we were texting i said which way did he go because i thought there's a very good chance this sucker's gonna pop out in front of me and riley right well, Riley got nervous for the, the old adrenaline started pumping. She was like, 
I'm nervous. <laughs> it, it's just awesome seeing. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's nothing like it. The first few experiences. Uh, it's I incredible. Think, yeah. There's nothing like it. When Jack killed that deer, he was pumped. He was he was ready to kill another one. He almost got a chance. Another one was right behind that. Yeah. That one, but it sent at us because he was moving. Oh yeah. Speaking oh. of speaking of young young people, I was we were with Dustin McDonald from Swagger yesterday yeah. in some meetings, and he was telling us about his boy Mac. Joker killed a 143-inch 14-point last year Golly. in Texas, and uh, he's ate up with it now, too. So we got to give Mac a shout-out. Mac, great job, man. Absolutely. And, and there, are, there are a lot of adults that have never killed a deer like that. Yeah, yeah. And lots and lots of them. And, uh, I'm one of them. <laughs> I thought it was cool him telling us that story, yeah. and I said, man, we're going to give Mac a shout-out. And he was like, Mac listens to the podcast. <laughs> nine, nine years old, I think. That's what he it. told me, and so congratulations, Mac. Send us pictures because we ain't killing a lot here lately. So, <laughs> but we're gonna keep on trying. Dang it! That's anyway. I was uh, back to Ohio. I was really had a good time in Ohio. Got to hang out with. It's another thing I love about Deer Camp, man. Is we had met Shag prior to this trip, and you heard if you listened to last week's podcast, you got to kind of tell how shaggy is he, he shaggy is he'd wake us up every morning with his banjo oh yeah <laughs> that was our alarm he plays a banjo and uh just a man you're talking about a good dude that that knows how to take care of people that are hunting and just oh yeah man make you he wants he wants your hunt to be what you want it to be absolutely yeah. if we needed to move sets we move sets or well be move sets <laughs> <laughs> hung, hung stands wherever we needed to to bow hunt because a lot of his ground wasn't set up particularly for filming yeah and so we which is pretty common we have to oh, make, yeah. make those adjustments everywhere we go right but just a super good time and it was so good we've already booked dates for next year next year for the second week of november because we, we just it up a week we knew when we left we said mm-hmm. it's fixing to be on here next week and yeah what was it, it was getting better and better and closer and closer to daylight every, every day every day we were there you yeah. know you just knew it was yeah just and, and and there was a big cold front that hit the night our last night basically and the next morning it was clear and 22 degrees and we we're getting in the truck to leave and i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. they're running everywhere i know they are yeah <laughs> And so, sure enough, what was it? A day or two after we two left? Two days after we left, the boy that was that had come in camp that week, that last night, last night, yeah, that we were there. He shot a big one. He's either twelve oh. or fourteen point. Yeah, and, real big uh, deer. So it was. We were just a hair off. Mm-hmm. And we put in the time. I mean, we sit three, uh, three, five, five, five days. We hunted, and three of them we hunted all day set full sits, and. um it's just what you got to do this time of year. Yeah, when you're I mean, in the you? right place. That, in the I right mean, place. if you're in if you're in that kind of place, then I mean, it's worth putting in time. It was. It got pretty nasty weather there at the end. I know. I saw it. Yeah. We put a video out of this. Yeah, that last day we was in the ground blind, so it was. We had to. Boy, it would have been rough if yeah. you weren't. Well, B forgot his rain gear. I did. <laughs> so we had listened to this. We have a new game going because. Very seldom does Heath have everything he needs in a tree. So, how many hunts of our life we've hunted together have I not had something? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter if it's a grunt call or something got forgot. When yeah, you gotta, Matt Matt Covington in the same way. So he said, uh, he said, I don't know how y'all hunt without me. <laughs> Any of y'all. So here's what happened. So we started this game. It's like I think I'm leading it right now. Actually, we started because B had. Well, that's because we started it like <laughs> at the end of the hunt. I make up rules as we go, and so he needed to borrow something. You're one of those guys. Listen, listen he needed to borrow. I don't even remember what it was. What was it? Oh, 
he had to borrow something. I was like, oh, really? You need to borrow something from old Heath, do you? And uh, so we were <laughs> playing checker or something. I don't remember. It was something. And then one time he, he hacked on me. He said, hey, check that wind because he knew I didn't have a wind checker. Guess what? <laughs> he, he dug one out of the bottom of I that bag. I had one hiding in the bottom of my since bag. five years ago. <laughs> he didn't know it was in there. He had he no idea lucky. it was in there. That was just luck. It's like finding a quarter yeah. in the, the couch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when you're sitting all day, you got to make up something to have fun when you're not seeing deer. You know, yeah. that's the fun of of hunting with which we've been doing it for years now. It's, yeah, it's almost weird now to not. I've hunted a few times on my own this year in some spots that I knew I could film because mm-hmm. I only had one or two spots they were going to come out to shoot, so I could film it myself. But it's it's almost weird going back and hunting by yourself now mm-hmm. when you've just had somebody in a tree that you can talk. Yeah. It helps they go by faster. Oh yeah and talk or whatever so it's really easier to sit like that when you know those big deer around you oh yeah yeah. you know when you're getting confirmation that they're in the area yeah it makes it a lot different yeah there's no doubt it's uh i've I've sit quite a bit even here this year but it's just different when you're you know your biggest deer is 120 or 30 inches at the most Mm -hmm. which is a big deer for it is for where we're at but when you got literally a 200 could walk out Mm mm-hmm it changes the anticipation, the anticipation. Mm-hmm. just a little bit and we're gonna be back up there well i haven't i, don't, I guess that's the first time we've really hunted ohio first time for me there? no yeah. that was the very I, first time for I'd me i've never I'd, I'd been and filmed a, a david knife a buddy of ours few several years ago for a couple of days and um so was, it was cool it i was, mean i know every state's got different terrain and stuff but it was not the terrain i was expecting whenever we went up there i thought it was going to be more ag i mean and there was some ag yeah um but that's, i was thinking more flat ag type ground yeah like uh that you see in illinois and i think that's the western side of the state because i felt the same way when mm-hmm. we moved there we lived on the eastern side and mm-hmm. the first time i went out to the woods i was like this is like missouri and mm-hmm. arkansas yeah. i mean this i'm this used to this you know and so yeah. i was i felt the same way when i moved there mm-hmm. i thought the same thing um I got a bone to pick with you, Cody. <laughs> Go ahead. You lived in Ohio. And, Listen. And you should have more access to ground since you lived there for <laughs> us to hunt, right? Hey, I do have a buddy that I told you I'd call him. <laughs> well, we're going to be back up there. We're going to hunt with Shag. Shag's got a lot of ground up there that's really not even tapped yet. Yeah, I mean, he's a very low pressure. I mean, like some of them farms that we were hunting that hadn't had anybody on them and three four years yeah hunting that's what stood out to me about that conversation that you guys had with him was it seemed like this dude loved the land oh Oh, yeah you know what i mean he that was his land even even though it was leased and all that kind of stuff he was gonna take care of it like it was his own well and to him it provides for him i mean and he made certain comments about you know when times are tough at certain times of the year, especially being a guide and, and guiding in the hunting and the fishing side and slow times, he's like, dude, I can freaking get what I need to live off of off the off, the land, off this yeah. land right here, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, he was super good, fun to hunt with, and he takes care of his spots, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, he goes through a lot of feed every year. There are probably people like that all over the place, though. That, oh, yeah. You know, they might have in his case a lot of land that he cares for but like you for example the 43 yeah you're invested in it and i think that that's that was what stood out to me about the conversation last week was just 
I think it was was it a two hundred acre spot they talked about cigarette buds and all kind of stuff all on the ground or something like that that he fixed. Mm-hmm. So well, he was just talking like, about. Well, he was talking about. That's why he doesn't pressure spots a lot. Is he doesn't want you to go in there and there be cigarette butts or something from somebody previously. Yeah, where yeah. it looked like you just hunted it a week before. Yeah, and so we showed up on the tail end of something. Yeah, it's not like that there. That's uh-uh. cool. Like the guys, he was preparing other spots for guys coming mm-hmm. in that we didn't even touch. Yep. on other properties. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Because he wants guys to have a good experience and not yeah. be hunting something over pressured. Yeah, and so that's cool. Very, he was very passionate about the ground, and so. We're back to square one here, though. And chasing. <laughs> so what's the plan? Well, somebody's going to kill some deer around Boy, here. Boy, it's looking dismal for me, boys. I ain't going to lie. This might be one of the worst Arkansas seasons ever. Yeah, because you always have bee hunt. You've had a lot of at least few shooters on camera at all times on, mm-hmm. on your properties. I, I, it, I have zero. And this year. Like, I mean. That's so wild, When I too. say zero, I mean it's bleak like a. And the farm you hunt several. Eight point might be the biggest thing I've freaking seen <laughs> all, it's a, since August on anything I got. So what do you do when that happens? Because that's not ever happened for us. Well, I haven't hunted, so <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Do you, do you think they're out there? They're just not traveling where you have cameras. I think or, no. Or they're not on that farm. Changed? They haven't been on that farm. I mean, I've got. I've, I've even gone as far as to slide into other places that i typically don't slide into set up cameras leave them for months i mean i understand that cameras don't they're not going to get everything but you at least one picture i that's all i need is one photo and just to know that it is using an area and i haven't even got that Hmm. anywhere where you have in all previous years every year for freaking six seven eight years i you know that's so wild too because it's several hundred acres it's not like it's a small track no i mean that's like a 600 acre place yeah right there that we're hunting nothing i mean now a lot of it's not huntable ground but right you know it sets up where you should at least be able to figure out what you got on it now we're a week into gun season now i did talk to dad yesterday and he said they saw a nice buck in there feeding the other day feeding cattle he said he was a 10 point i don't know how big exactly but that's something i don't have a picture of that deer Mm. so maybe with the gun season and the pressure all around there pushed him over we could have some deer get pushed in there on us so me and Covington are gonna go make a sit this afternoon. He's I, wanting to shoot a doe, so we're gonna he? go. We're gonna go sit for a little while. I had some. See what's going on, you know. I had two gunshots go off by me at the SG forty three. Really, pretty close. Mm. <laughs> Did you hear I, the bullets flying? No, on? it wasn't as close as that time. <laughs> but they were hunting, and I'm just wondering. You know, somebody we had, didn't get waxed. We, well, we had four bucks that we'd shoot if they show up on that hitting that property at different yeah. times. Yeah, and I heard two shots this morning out there by my house. Did you? Mm-hmm. One of them, one of the deer I've got pictures of for the last three years. We call him Spook, and I ain't had no pictures of him in a while. And I'm just wondering if he may not have. Muzzleload season or youth or season got him. Something I don't know. My neighbor killed a really good deer last night kind of a tall tight rack eight point i've been seeing him out there around the house yeah which i don't hunt right there around the house hardly at all but my neighbors sure do yeah 
Yeah. That's the challenge with, with hunting or, or even trying to manage a small piece of ground is you can't control. You can't, you can't, well, and you can't look at it. You can't get down if somebody else kills a deer. Yeah, because they have the same passion you have. Yeah, you've got to look at it as you're making. I feel like I have to look at it and keep my perspective right that I'm I'm managing ground for the betterment of the deer period more yeah. than more than i am mm-hmm. even the kill now that's yeah. hard to shoot bite off and choose sometimes but that's the reality of right. it because you don't get frustrated if you don't mm-hmm. yeah and you're gonna get mad when somebody else is holding the deer you've been had three years of pictures of yeah but at the end of the day you can hope he bred and you know yeah and they'll be back but it, it can be frustrating mm-hmm. i know oh sure and i think that's the majority you know i would say them, i'm guessing here but the majority of people that hunt are mostly hunting smaller tracts of land right everybody ain't got thousands and thousands of acres to hunt or even right. hundreds of acres for that matter um some people do they mm-hmm. borrow land lease it or whatever but um it's challenging it's been tough for me though i mean i'm contemplating Jumping back in the refuge or something. Are you yeah. going public ground? Well, but I got to go find out what the film permits and stuff and all that cost because it's used to be thirty five dollars a day, and I'm not doing it for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the stage we're at, I might give you thirty five bucks just because we need some. No, thirty five dollars a day. <laughs> oh, a day. Yeah, if I hunt ten Is days, really? if I hunt ten days, that's three hundred fifty dollars. Dang. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's what a lot of people don't realize about, you know, everybody wants to jump on the public land deal and all that. And when you're doing what, we, what we're doing. If you do it right. You if to, you follow the laws yeah. like they're supposed to be followed, um, it, it can cost us more to hunt public land sometimes than it yeah. can yeah. to hunt a piece of private ground. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a, a – and you go out west and they're, the permits are even higher than that. But, yeah. you know, you take a federal piece of ground – here and a, a film permit is thirty five dollars a day. I mean, you hunt ten days, that's three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, and, you, and that's just if you hunt. I mean, if you hunt more than that, which do you have to pay for it up front, or do you pay for it as you go? I don't know. Sure, I, I hadn't looked into it. We had so, hunted that ground. That's it when may, you hope you kill yeah. the first day. Yeah. <laughs> it may be. It may be different now. Yeah, but I got to go find out yeah. those details at the yeah. office over there. That ground he's talking about is it's public ground where where he killed your biggest deer ever. Ever. Off of he's one eighty one. One eighty one is where he goes. I, I can't remember. Yeah, we but, I think we told that story a couple yeah. of mm-hmm. Well that's the property he's talking about oh, get, cool. get, getting back on. And it's probably pressured some, but it's not. Well, it's bow hunting only. Yeah. I mean, it like. is pressured some because it's public ground, but it's bow hunting pressure. It's a lot different than rifle pressure. Sure. Um and it's probably less pressured right now than it is earlier in the year. You know, from middle of November. I need to quit talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really bad spot, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrible. You don't want to go there. Right I over. mean, well, we've we're we're <laughs> this is what you do when things ain't going well. You got to make a change, whether it's now or down the road. Yeah. It could be looked at similar to all the Razorbacks right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things weren't going too good. A change was made. And a change was made less than two years into a coaching. Yeah. For all of our Arkansas listeners, you can you can feel our pain with us. <laughs> On a positive note, basketball team's looking pretty good. Yeah. But anyway. Is. And we, baseball's coming. Yeah, baseball's <laughs> coming. And we're always good at track. Isn't soccer good, I think? That, the women's soccer was real good. Hunter Yurchuk said now. we compete in every other sport yeah. except football. <laughs> yeah. So there may be anybody. Well, I, you got to do something. I mean, I ain't going to just sit around and not yeah. hunt. Well, that's what I was going to say. Hunt. I'm going to go where I know that there's some good deer to hunt. Yeah. Even if it's waiting until later in December and even going down southeast Arkansas to Trust and Holder or the White River Refuge down there or something, you know. Yeah. 
that's what I was going to say is I rabbit trailed a little bit as usual. But, you know, two years ago we lost a Kansas lease because a landowner passed away. Brandon got out of an Oklahoma lease basically. And when you're in TV, you can't rely on completely on Arkansas to pull it off. And so it's very hard. We're making, we got lucky for a couple of years. Yeah, we're making changes (laughs) moving forward. We're looking at getting a couple new leases, potentially Kansas, maybe again in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And, you got to make adjustments or yeah. you're going to keep experiencing not necessarily the same thing all the time. You'll still kill deer, but it's not going to be at the rate you would in the Midwest mm-hmm. or I've said for years, you know, we could go to Kansas and in one week film more, whether we kill or not, we'll film more deer than we'll film all year here. Yeah. I mean, the just, volume of good deer is just, I mean, we've got really good deer in the, around here, but it's just, we don't have the volume. Yeah. A good deer. That's what I was telling Cody. Like that, I was telling Cody that earlier because he's like, "Where do people find these deer in Arkansas?" Because we'll, you'll see some giants mm-hmm. pop up, but you got to think about if it's whatever over three hundred thousand people hunting in Arkansas, the amount of giant deer you're seeing posted. Well, yeah, is minimal in comparison to the amount of people that are hunting. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've killed the biggest two bucks I've ever killed. I killed here in Arkansas. Yeah, but I killed one in two thousand three, and then I killed one in. What, 17? Yeah. Yeah, that's a long span. Y'all know how much I hunt. Yeah. I mean, it just they're just not there, yeah. you know? Yeah. When you find one, it's you've... They made a mistake. Yeah, finding one <laughs> yeah. is one is a big feat, and then yeah. actually getting him on the ground is another, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, in location, they're looks like out there in Maine. Well, yeah, and you'd take southeast Arkansas or eastern Arkansas, and they've got a whole lot... They've got a bigger density. Yeah, we know a few guys out there that'll kill a stud every year, Mm -hmm. but it's few and far between as far as the whole state goes. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're gonna make adjustments and keep moving forward, and that's what you got to do, and that's what we're gonna do. It's been challenging for me personally. Well, I like to get to get. Well, I do too, but I mean, just to get fired up to (laughs) to get after them, you know. Yeah. When you're seeing like a six point and a <laughs> we gotta get back to the old ways of hunting, where you're going in there like I'm just gonna take all my freaking cameras down and just start going hunting. And that's just, what I was about to say. say, and that's probably one of the reasons. You, know, I mean, of course, you had cameras in Ohio, so you knew the big deer were there. But because they double-edged sword, yeah, you get both, <laughs> yeah. both sides of it. That's the thing about the rut too, though, is and you I'm, never know. You yeah. know, you know, y'all know me. I'm usually not one to hunt based off of what a camera's saying at all, yeah. ever. But, like, I mean, when you, you go from year. July to now and you don't have a single picture of a decent deer. From a place you always have. That's pretty tough. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> tough, man. He sounds like a sob story. He's, over, he's writing sad poems <laughs> I'm la- and stuff I'm laying, about it. I'm laying the groundwork for an unsuccessful season. <laughs> <This is> just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking how this is supposed to be an inspiring podcast, and I'm getting depressed over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to cue some sad music while Brandon's talking back there about that. <laughs> Just wait till this podcast comes out. Oh, that's funny. What? <laughs> hey, dude, it's November the thirteenth, thirteenth, yeah. and I ain't got a bow killed deer yet. That's that's not normal for you. It'll all work out. It's we're gonna, gonna change out. it because we're gonna keep going. I like it. We're gonna keep fighting, battling the white-tailed deer, Cody. That's what my my buddy Daniel he's always say. It don't matter. Just keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. You can't kill them if you're not Just there. Just keep going. It's something. It'll 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 change in a matter of two minutes. Yep. Especially this Every time, time of year. Yeah. Especially this time of year. So we're gonna keep going. Speaking of keep going, you about ready to shut this down? We'll do it. 
Speaking of keeping going, we got some stuff coming up. We've been hinting around at some things for, I don't know how many. What, about six months now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, actually pretty close to that. Is it? Yeah. I, mean, well, I, didn't, I didn't think I was far off. Things, no. things take time, but from a business perspective, we're getting ready next week to make some. Not right now. We're going to go six months and one more week. <laughs> we ain't doing that. We're going to make some announcements next week of we're looking at some new brands to launch and we're going to make an announcement next week about one of those. And I think the cool thing about this brand, particular brand, is it's not going to be um, the difference with this brand is it's what we want to do on the podcast is be able to take people on the journey of building of building, of, of building a brand from, brand from ground zero. Yeah. Take people on the journey of what we're going through, what we're dealing with, even some of the obstacles, not, roadblocks, the obstacles, the finances, I mean, to a certain degree, you know, yeah. and take people on the journey of building a brand from ground zero. And so that part is exciting to me. It's it's going to do a few things. One's motivating. It's going to be motivating. <laughs> which yeah. We we have some of these things. You have to take time before you can start announcing and releasing information. Right. Just for trademarks and, and protecting your. Well, brand. that's a that's a good part of yeah. starting anything is doing it right from the beginning. And yeah. So protecting. And so, so we can even talk about that maybe next week of why we've waited and why it's taken six months before we release some of this information. Um, but there's a long process to. You call it pre-launch if you want to, mm-hmm. and there'll be a whole another process we're going to go through with actually what we're bringing to the market and those sort of things. And so I think it'll be fun. It's going to be challenging. Um, and if nothing else, all of our listeners can hang around to see if we fail or not. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, you know good and well, some of you's listening and be like, they ain't going to pull this off. <laughs> and we're going to be like, all right, big boy, let's go. We're going uh, to pull it off. And so it's going to be fun. And we'll, we will release that information next week on the Tour 12 podcast. Yes. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Cody said, let's do it. Sweet. Brandon said, let's do it. After he said, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> so the answer is no, but if you keep on waiting, you know. Yeah, I agree with what that. What are you going to do? I yeah. agree. Inactivity is activity. <laughs> and so we've learned from the Razorbacks this week <laughs> that you got to make a move. got to make yeah. a move. Either get on the pod or get off. That's right. And let's do something. So that'll be fun. We'll release that information next week on a new brand coming to the market here in the outdoor industry. And it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I like it. Y'all got any closing Love comments? we got to get out in the woods. Yeah. You're going today, aren't you? I'm going to take, uh, so out of all my boys, I've only had one and the baby hasn't killed a deer yet. Oh. And so he. Oddball out feeling. But he feel I think he feels it. But this sucker, I told a couple of weeks ago, he tracked a deer like blew my mind how fast he got on the blood trail and yeah. followed it straight to the deer. But you know, when your little brother kills one and you haven't, you <laughs> you, yeah. you want to kill one. You oh, know, yeah. I told him I was like, don't feel bad, man. I didn't kill a deer till I was twenty something years old. My brothers had probably killed four or five each before I ever did. You know, and mm-hmm. he's like, I know that, but I won't kill a deer. You know, and, um, so I'm gonna take him out of school early and. We're gonna go sit in the blind. Yeah, boob. Yeah, I gotta get some set up, some <laughs> stuff set up the next couple of days. Try and get Reese out. She gonna go? Oh yeah. Riley told me in the blind the other day. She was like, "I was really wanting Reese to be with me when I kill my first buck." <laughs> I was like, "Honey, it don't quite work like that." You don't get like, to pick when like, it happens. Like, <laughs> it might not happen that quick. Yeah. Ask us this year, you know. Yeah. And not to mention we're hunting Arkansas, which we love, but it just may not happen as fast as you think yeah. it's going to. So. I will be working from a blind tomorrow. Are you? I got blind set up with a little table in it for my computer. It's going. 
and uh, I got really good service, so I can get on the hot spot. You got enough go-go juice for that computer? Um, not right now, <laughs> but I will tomorrow. You can take my goal zero if you need to. Oh, I, I might do that. Okay. I'm a good friend like that. I'll let you take it. <laughs> I'll sit out there all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck tomorrow. Good luck to everybody who's still hunting. If you are killing, killing something, send us some pics, send us some video, whatever. If we'll you're not, on. keep going. Keep on. Maybe we should do a contest or something uh, during the rut where we get the biggest picture. You send us the biggest deer, we'll give you something. Stamp okay. heels out. Do what yeah, Stanville's out. Stanville's out. Andy, if you're listening, you don't count. Yeah, <laughs> we're cordless in him. Yeah, we we make these rules up as we go. Yeah, that's right. We're starting it now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right after you killed a 200. So yeah, that might be kind of fun. Yeah, know? that'd be People cool. People share their pictures with us. That'd be cool. Well, it's been a good day. Another yeah, good bub. Yeah, bub. <laughs> been another good day here on the Tour 12 Podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Until next time, peace out. God bless. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Listen, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, do us a favor, a huge favor. Go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. This is why it's important. All throughout the year this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, t-shirts, things from our sponsors, and the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis, and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff, and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family, and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast. Thank you.